Hey guys, it's the Great Debate. Hey, I remember oh, this. Oh God, it's a good podcast. One of my favorites. And one of the reasons it's good is that we get right That's into right. it. Go. We don't waste any time. We're doing a episode of Throw 'Em Adams today. That's where I just throw tops at these guys. Now, isn't that M. always what it is? I throw M at M. Eh, sort of. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to throw at the guys my first top. <laughs> uh, four minutes on the clock. Healy taking the pro. Making your bed is worth the time. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Making your bed is worth the time. Couple reasons. First of all, you start the day with an accomplishment. Second of all, you've done some ordering of your bedroom life, which is good. Thirdly, when you get back to bed at the end of the day, you're going to have a little more self-respect because you're going to see that you are a person who takes care of things right away, gets it done. When you get into bed at night, you'll enjoy the feeling of pulling down the covers and crawling back in. You won't just see the sort of wrinkled up, disgusting mess that you left in the morning and think, Ugh, the day just kind of bled one thing into another. I woke up. I didn't really put my life in order. I didn't create a boundary between sleep and awake. I just kind of left it and rolled through the day. Instead, you'll come back to a wrapped package for yourself, a present, if you will, that you've made for your own tired self. You'll unmake the bed, climb into it, feeling good and accomplished, and sleep the dreams of the self-respecting. It's so funny. It didn't even occur to me that then you have to unmake it. Another waste of time at the end of the day. Okay, okay well, let's be real now. about how much time we're wasting. About eight open. seconds. I say when you're really tired and you want to, all you want to do is crash into bed. Those eight seconds are still something. They're foreplay the, for yourself. It's delicious. I believe, and not only is it like time, but it's like energy. And if you've done a good job making your bed, then like the sheets are really tucked in there tightly. And to undo the bed, you've got to go like, yeah, pull it out. No and one's like, saying you in. have to like do hospital corners and stuff every time. You just have to make well, your bed. Pull out I, the comforter. I think you should. I think something. the pillows. I think if it's if uh, I guess you and I disagree, but I feel like if something is worth doing, then it's worth doing correctly. Obviously, it, like if you're going to make your bed sloppily and not do hospital corners, then I'm not sure what the purpose of doing it is. Mm, there's correctly and there's like parade dress, and I think just correct, you know, doing it enough that you've done, you've made your bed. It, it will look made to any company who happens to appear, perhaps unexpectedly. It will look good to you. You'll know that you sort of took care of the bed situation. There you go. I think the real issue, Healy, is that you are basically exposing yourself as a man who has, like, a, just, like, nothing but time on his hands, a man of leisure. Like, most people, like, picture parents who are going to be either awakened by their children in the morning or, like, as soon as they get up, they have something to do, whether it's feed the children, maybe breastfeed a child, maybe it's, like, get them out of their crib, it's not worth the time, even if it takes 30 seconds to a minute to make the bed. Oftentimes also, like, you know, someone else might still be sleeping in the bed. Why is it worth spending that time instead of attending to your child or getting breakfast ready or even if you're just getting ready for work? Nobody's saying it has to be the first thing you do, first of all. Secondly, I will c confess to being largely a man of leisure. But on the other hand, look at, for instance, the U.S. military, uh, a place where people have extremely important, highly focused jobs. And yet making your bed is a high priority in that field. Any recruit at basic training is expected to make his bed. If you walked into a military officer's, uh, you know, a bunk room and his bed wasn't made, 
made. You'd be disgusted with the sloppiness of your leadership. So I, I don't think it has anything to do with how much time you have in your hands. It's, a, it's an important, essential priority. You make the time for it. it. Let's be real. It doesn't take that much time. You can I mean, the feed fact your child it, or do whatever you need to do immediately after waking up, but make sure you leave time, 8 to 12 seconds, 40 seconds, to make your bed. To me, the fact that the military prioritizes making your bed is evidence that it's not worth the time for most civilians, most of us plain clothes uh, schmoes, to take the time to make your bed. That's a society that, like, um, you know, puts a high priority on extreme order, cleanliness, uh, uniformity, fastidiousness. Those are not values that the rest it's of us society in society where you, prioritize. Where they know if you do one thing sloppily, you'll do anything sloppily. And the stakes are too high to do anything sloppily. And I think that's how we yeah. should treat – all of us should treat our own lives. We shouldn't be sloppy with making our bed – if only for the fact that we'll know we left a bed unmade. We'll know when we get home at night. We couldn't even be bothered to do this one small thing for ourselves. It's a lack of self-respect. That's really what's I don't understand why you need something like a, a, a task like making your bed to understand whether or not you're like worth it or whether you have self-worth or whether you're good at things. If you're our age and you're still trying to figure out whether you have like value because and you need to like make your bed to measure that sort of thing, I think there's something like deep Deeply wrong These with are you. battles that you have to fight. I know that I'm every, a good person and that I'm like capable that you have of great to, that's great for you, Dave. And it has nothing to do with whether I make my bed in the morning or not. Most people have to shoot. It has to do with how I interact with other people. Every single day to determine world. the quality of what kind of person this world with, it's, I should it's say. Never it has something you can do with how clean my bed is, and then like how I'm going to, and then knowing that I'm going to undo that very process in like 16 hours. What a waste of time. I have value because I understand that like. It's not worth it to like to like clean something up or however you want to put it, just so that I can undo it later in the day. I'm not the an idiot. The battle of being a good person is a battle of order against chaos, as Jordan Peterson put it. Oh. If you wake up and make your bed, and first thing you do is make it. Okay, you won a small victory, and the victories after that are going to cascade because you you've made a small choice. To be what a person of order, just to a be a person of arbitrary decision to make is like the first thing you should do in the day. Don't you think it would be so much better if, like, you made a rule that the first thing you should do every day is like act kind to someone else in your life? How much better a person would you be? That's something if you, every uh, morning you I woke agree up that and that's did, really important, and like, Dave. We're not saying yeah. that making your bed is more important than being kind to other people, but these things are going to flow from having a life of discipline, having a life that considers things to be chaotic and unruly, and I, I takes care to put them between, back into order. I, I don't don't see the connection between discipline and order and uh, kindness and empathy and also especially when they're directed towards yourself you yourself said that the purpose of doing it is the, so that the, you the first thing you have to master self-worth. is yourself dave the first thing you have to master is your own unruly soul well, there's that's a million rep- represented yeah, that, by the unruly that's where i go back to like if you need to if you think that you need to make your bed to master your own self-worth and like there's something there's underlying problems that are far more <laughs> important than like whether or not you can actually like uh put a sh- like you know like make your comforter look I'm a little free. shocked actually Dave at the sort of self-satisfied nature of what I'm hearing from you for me I think every single morning when I wake up it's going to be a fight to be a good person I don't give myself points for just assuming that I'm going to be kind and great I think I'm going to have to struggle against temptation but against you're confusing just- you're confusing self-satisfaction with uh what with absolute I, I'm not saying that it's not a struggle. I'm just saying that I'm just saying that the the battle to make your own bed is irrelevant. 
in no, the scheme. It's things. never irrelevant. These small battles are how you build up the strength for the big victories, and making your bet is part of that. I mean, no one has ever told a story of self-value or like of car- of um, of like moral fortitude that began with "I made my bed every day." That's not to, how, okay, like, let's, like, let's work backwards. If you went to see a doctor or a professional and they were sloppily dressed and kind of unkempt, you might just think like, okay, this is a person who's a little sloppy about the details. If you saw someone who was put together and focused, you had to have a little more confidence in them. Work that backwards and it, work it into yourself, into your own life. Making your bed is part of that. It's part of creating an order and a sense of organization about yourself, facing the day, having accomplished something, having put sh- the mess of the night into order, transitioning correctly and appropriately, and getting ready for the day. Okay, but surely, Healy, you understand the difference between one's own bed and the appearance that one carries out into the world when they're bound to interact with other people. First of all, I think... I think you cannot predict when someone might see your unmade bed and pass that small judgment on you. It can you happen can't? in the co- it can happen easily in the course of the day that somebody might end up coming over to drop something off. One thing leads to another. They need to go to the bathroom, right? It's through the bedroom. They see your unmade bed. They pass a judgment on you. How many now, times has someone the most seen your thing. I'm not saying Stop. that's the most important thing. I'm saying that, that making how many times in your lifetime has someone seen your bedroom when you didn't expect them to? I think it's happened. I don't know. Ten times in a year, absolutely. Somebody comes over to do something. Well, first you don't of expect all, them to I absolutely call you bullshit. I don't think that it happened once a month for a year. I don't think that's absolutely true at all. And I and I bet that if it did, that like some of those times it was the same person. And if they've seen your bed once, then it doesn't matter if they see it again. With things like standards, name the Dave, people. Go you, ahead. You can't name make the, them name the ten people in a year. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear who these ten people were who saw your bed when you weren't expecting it, or when you didn't have good reason to believe that okay, they might see your bed. Okay, my wife's friend uh, Jess comes over, and she she's okay. being shown. Oh, can I see what you've done to your house? Yeah, come on through and see this and see the bedroom. I want you to see some new art. Okay, let's well, stop. There you let's go. stop. Stop. What was your wife's friend doing there, and why did you not have reason to ex- to assume that she might see your bed? She'd come over for a glass of wine, and, you know, I didn't predict that she, she would see the bedroom, over. but she wanted you to see something over. that my wife had set up there. My wife needed to pick up something to give to was her. It, sorry, stop. Was it an unplanned visit? Was it a drop-in? It was a planned visit, but the bedroom okay. was not it necessarily on the itinerary. Of course. But you, but she hadn't seen your house in a while. She hadn't seen Laura. She, I assume. I, she, you, be, I, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but it easily could have happened at 4 p.m. Laura's like, oh, Jess is coming over in a little bit. Okay, fine. No problem. I don't want to race at that point to make the bed. I like to be the kind of person who has the confidence to know, no problem. She's not going to see my unmade bed and know that I'm a slovenly person who's careless but about certainly bed hygiene. you understand she'll, why that doesn't count I, I can someone. trust. Because I've made the bed every single day for however many days, I know that she's going to see a made bed. I don't need, it's one less worry i have but certainly healy you understand why you have good reason to assume that she might see your bedroom if she's planning on coming over to see your that's among other things it's your much house. better to live your life in such a way that you just don't have to risk that you don't have to worry about it you don't have to have anxiety okay every time so you in hear your cost benefit analysis is in your cost benefit analysis it's worth as i've said as i've said making your bed, times as year, I've said, it's worth making doing your bed that is not about it's, somebody it's else it's about yourself it's about how you feel about yourself. 36 times as often
often that other people won't see it as it is when people might unexpectedly see it, even though you have good reason to believe that they will see it. You're hiring between two employees. It's worth it those 36 other times that you make it that no one's going to see it. That's what you're saying. You're hiring between two employees. Do you want to hire someone? And the only way you have to choose between them is whether they have their bed made or their bed unmade. Which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick the guy who made his bed. That's You know that you are, because that's going to be a guy who got up, prepared to face the day, accomplished a task, ready to go, unsloppy. You know that's true. Extrapolate questions. that outward. It's sure it's a small thing. It's not Obviously a huge thing. Obviously the kind it's of thing a, that would never come up in any sort of job but interview But you know that it's a higher quality person that made their bed. I, I simply Medina, don't surely think that's the true. Yeah, we've been, we've been debating for 11 minutes. Medina's let it <laughs> go because we're on to something here. All right, let's yes. let's stop there because Healy lost his mind at the end. I just I disagree. Okay, I think, so. I, think I continue to zero in on the importance of making your bet. <laughs> Chris Wallace, you know, moderator extraordinaire, says that his job is to stay out of the way. So I was taking a page from his mm. book. You know what I'm saying? Um, and here's. <clears throat> Why I think that's important. During the first four minutes, Healy was able to sort of enumerate the many platitudes that we now all know about why it's beneficial to make your bed in the morning. And they're compelling, aren't they? But after the buzzer, Dave took us to a place and started to ask some existential questions. Healy's so mad think, right now. I wish the listener could see how mad. I think, really, <laughs> threw the whole debate upside down. Existential questions? It's he was just asking if anybody might happen to see your bedroom. That was like four minutes of it. <laughs> well, existential questions. Good Lord. Sorry about that. But it does, it's like the, the job interview question gets to the heart of the matter perfectly. If that's the only question you're asking, sure. If that's the only dimension of a person you can see, you better make your bed because it does appear to be a, a good quality. But people are deeper and broader than that. And maybe there are some good, interesting people who have a rich life and they contribute in some way that's unexpected and they don't make their bed. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to pass judgment on this debate for that reason. Because I was ready to go for Healy after four minutes, but Dave broadened my mind after that. That's really the more important thing. Whether we win or lose, the important thing is that we're broadening people's minds and what they think about making <laughs> beds in the morning. I think that Dave left an argument on the ta- off the table, which I think this is, is, by the way, this is such a typical move when Healy loses, which is like he, Dave may have First lied, of all, if you listen carefully, I didn't lose. I won in the time allotted mm, and Medina at least tied in the extended time, okay, even with I, Medina's bias for chaos, which we all know. I don't know what happened, but Healy struck a uh, hit a nerve with Dave right at like 359 <laughs> and then he <laughs> launched into some stuff that was what good. I think Dave left out is there's a certain sexiness to the unmade bed. It kind of can be suggestive mm. and interesting and can say something about you to have a especially coolly unmade bed. I think it's kind of it can what suggest someone who night? exists mm. in a kind of mm. liminal space between <laughs> night and day, dream and awake, uh, work and play. I think there's something to there's a kind of person who maybe should have an unmade bed. <laughs> like a 
prostitute or something. <laughs> well, I think for a prostitute, you might want to go with maid bed, not yeah. suggesting. Uh, but I don't know. I'd love to hear from some of our prostitute listeners. As always. <laughs> um, Healy, let's. Okay, so let's put aside the. Uh, now, this is just host chat, purely curious. Okay. Your friend Jess, she yeah. saw your room. Yeah, that was a hypothetical. I don't really remember the Oh, you lied? Uh, you know, I, I was asked to speculate on a case where someone might see an unmade bed, and that was... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, this is not host <laughs> anymore. This is now we're back into post-debate wrap-up. Okay. Uh, you were not... Uh, let's be clear about this. We'll in, ask your question. In no uncertain terms were you asked to speculate. You were asked to name the 10 people who, in the course of a year, saw your... No, might see your unexpectedly. That is not what I asked at all. <laughs> you said 10 people in a year. And I said, name those. You said, in one year, I've had 10 people unexpectedly see my bed. And I said, name those 10 people. Let's do this. And you said, well, first of all, Jess came by. Okay. My, Laura's, and now you're, t- now you're admitting to the listener that you lied to everyone? Well, what's your question? Jess did come by. I, I think she saw her bedroom. I can't recall. Okay, my questions were: Was the bed was the bed made or not, and did she comment on it at all? Bed is always made in my house, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, interesting. I'm did you maker. make? What's that? I'm a bed maker. I believe You're in making your bed, bed for the reasons I laid out. Just get something done first thing in the morning. You make the bed. Have it. Trans, it's a transitional moment for do you. Do you, the you make the bed, begun. or do you and Laura make it together? The rule in our house is whoever uh, is out of bed last has to make the bed, so that's almost always me. Wow, what a pain yeah, in nice. the ass. But it take, Dave, <laughs> how hard do you think making the bed is? I'm, I mean, it's not like I've never made a bed before. I know how hard. no more than 30 seconds. We're not doing marine quality here. Yeah, Dave, you don't make the bed every morning, huh? No, not at all. Uh, why? I mean, why? What, what's the point? Yeah, what? What is the point? Truly, I don't get it. I don't even like. I don't want to get into a made bed, particularly at, at night. Ooh, I love mm. getting into a made bed. Don't you like when you go to a hotel mm-hmm. and you get into a crisply made mm. bed and you? Yes, but it's part of the resisting you that, a little bit. Well, part of the reason that that's pleasurable is, A, it's different than getting into my bed at home. B, the sheets are, like, uh, are, are at least the first night, very clean. And C, uh, it's a professionally made bed as opposed to a bed that I would make. Yeah, but you can make a job of making your bed enough that getting into it is kind of an interesting act of, okay, now i got to sort of nestle down, get it just oh, the way I, hate I like that. it. I hate that. I, also, I think keep that's in mind, fun. I don't like bending over. I don't like ha- like anytime you get in a situation where the bed is like so unmade that you have to lift the mattress that that I'm like, this is the worst. Again, tough, but satisfying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh. it's, it's hard, but you feel good later when you come home and you see, ah, oh, you know, we really did it. We really made the bed this time. <laughs> well, we spent 18 minutes talking about making the bed. I'm tempted to end the episode <laughs> yeah, right here. Just so this is an episode like about a pure... That's fine. This could be like a great debate mini, just like explorations and bed making. Uh, it's well, almost I, well, as long I'm as a go a little bit episode. deeper here, though, Dave. On the D- okay, deeper, yeah, because we're hearing about you know you don't like bending over, you don't like making the bed. Let's say yeah, you eliminate the work, you could just go abacadabra. The bed is made or not. You, you're saying you still go with unmade bed? 
Um, if or I is it just the like, slight resistance that, that making the bed puts up for you is what is what stops you from making the bed. If I could abracadabra and have it made in the way that I would like it made, which is like not super tight, then I suppose I guess I would choose to abracadabra. But it wouldn't be, you know, what I might not even take the time to say abracadabra. Okay, yeah, that is really taxing, mm. I guess. But it's not like you it's prefer an unmade bed. It. I guess it's my my what I'm drilling down on is even you prefer a made bed. A lightly made bed. Let's let's stipulate. It's like I guess I just barely do, but Okay, it, it, okay. Like, what about like the look and if you happen to pass through your bedroom at like two PM or something, there's no way you like seeing an unmade bed in there. No, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't me make you feel good. No, it doesn't bother me at all to see an unmade bed. To go through your okay, you get up, you don't make your bed, you get a little breakfast, then you have to go, you forgot some papers in your bedroom, you go back in there. There's no way that doesn't give you a slight sense of disorder and chaos and unpleasantness to see an unmade bed in there. You're totally um, fine with that. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. You're not I even, think so. I'm not saying it's huge, but a little bit disappointed in yourself. Disappointed in, the way in myself. What's that? No, I don't think so. I think it like at this point, if I saw a made bed in my bedroom, I'd be like, kind of like, what have I become? Like, who cares? Like, why did I? I don't know. It would be odd. <laughs> I mean, do you, when you see your maid bed, do you go like, good job, Healy, you did it again no, today. No, but there would be negative points to seeing an unmade bed. There would be something yeah. undone, something I didn't do. It would just be like, you know, seeing uh, dishes in the sink, seeing uh, mail that I did, mm-hmm. put off, taking to the mailbox, that kind of thing. It would just be a slight... A mosquito bite of regret and uh, self-defeat. Dan, where are you at on making your bed? Well, um, we make the bed. I make the bed. I get up second, usually. The... It used to be that we would get up at the exact same time because we only had one kid and we would get her up every morning. And then we would make the bed together. And then... With the two kids, it's like slightly different, so we wouldn't make the bed. And then I was in a good routine of doing a meditation every morning, oh, wow. like That's great. slightly after wake up. And so I would fold in making the bed uh, with my meditation. That would routine. be part of making the bed. It would be a meditative act. Yes, exactly. I think you're going to find Usually, in any kind of religious order, military crew, any sort of... Um, place that's devoted to sort of spiritual excellence, you're going to find some kind of making the bed ritual. There's no way a Zen monastery mm-hmm. that you get up and you don't make your bed. Mm-hmm. And that tells you something. Simple rituals. I mean, it, it just tells you whether you're trying to live up to a certain standard, whether you're trying to um, escape from the, the uh, limits of humanity or not. Dave. <laughs> that's what you think making your beds is, whether you're trying to... Exp- to- <laughs> I think it's connected to Get whether you're the trying of to achieve excellence or, or whether you're accepting the slop of humanity. Yeah. I'm, and you're obviously just, a slop of me, humanity I, guy. Our, I'm not judging you, but I'm just saying <laughs> accept that. Our bedroom looks re- pretty nice, and it has only a few things in it. And if the bed is unmade, it looks less nice. Mm-hmm. And I like the peace that it brings. What percent of Americans do you think make their bed? And I while you answer, I'm going to see if there's data on this. Mm, I'm going to say it's high. I would say high. No 70, way, dude. Seventy percent. Medina, what's your what's thirty-five percent? What? Thirty-five. What? 
Yeah, that's what came into my head, and it's half of what you said. Wow. Hold on. Okay. This is just very first uh, uh, Google result. Okay. Research found the following sleep habits among the respondents. Uh, approximately one half, 49%, turn down their covers every night or almost every night before going to bed. Well, about 7 in 10, 71%, make their bed every day or almost every day. Wow. He now this, it. Here's the next one. This one, this is <laughs> out of control. How many... What do you think is the average number of pillows that respondents reported to use when they sleep? Mm. <laughs> the average number of pillows. Three? Wow, three. Only because you're you're making it yeah, sound I like guess it's you're not building that crazy. around could there be a lot? It's what is the, the number? number is two point two. I consider okay. any more than one yeah, pillow than to be excessive. Is, is, well, are we talking about well, just have you know those... pillows on the bed or like literally under you? I think you got to use them. This says use two point two is yeah too many. What? But sometimes if you're a side sleeper, one between the knees is really nice. Yeah. Does that count? One in ten mentioned they slept with a child and or a pet. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't that's unclear whether that means that everyone who sleeps with a that they were asked or whether that was additional information that these people offered up. All this information, by the way, is available at sleepfoundation.org, the National mm-hmm. Sleep Foundation bedroom poll. They may this have is, a bias. I would think so. Keely, do you do you turn down before you? No, there's go no night turn night? down. You just get on in there. I mean, there's some extra pillows <laughs> we take off, sort of show pillows. Sure. I'm looking up, by the way, other languages because "make the bed" seems like kind of a weird phrase that maybe yeah. they don't use the word "make" in other languages. It seems like "tighten," "fold the bed." Uh, I'm, okay, it's difficult to find an answer in 30 seconds, but. Here's another question. Yeah. Here's another poll question. What what percent of respondents? I can't believe the questions they asked (laughs) on this. What percent of respondents (laughs) said they usually wash new sheets before using them for the first time? That's going to be forty percent. Medina. Yeah, I'm there. A little bit less than half. Believe it or not, 81%. It's okay, now we know there's bias. There's huge bias. Yeah, something's going on. I gotta, something's we gotta dig here. a little deeper into the metrics of this. Um, uh, 1,500 telephone, telephone interviews were conducted among a sample of Americans between 25 and 55. I mean, this looks like maybe not the greatest poll, but it seems pretty decent. Now, they probably just, I'm sitting here thinking, like, does the Sleep Foundation have their own polling department? No, probably they hire outside pollsters. They probably hired someone. Also, this is self-reporting, so you have to imagine that people are, there's a lot of people who are going to be like, yeah, I make the bed every day, and uh, yeah, of course I wash the sheets when they don't really. Right, Um, right, right. 
we should get. I, I'd love to get Nate Silver um, or Henry Enten to do like a, a a more detailed analysis of this, of these numbers. Well, we could take a listener poll. We should ask him. Yeah, I don't know. Would how. that be? I think that's almost essential after this episode. That okay, we're right into in great debate. Twitter. Six nine at Gmail. Just write subject line make don't make, and we'll find out what percent of <laughs> listeners. But again, that's going to be the makers are going to be the kind of people who respond to this. Exactly. Exactly. If in the body of your email you want to include wash or don't wash about whether or not you wash a new set of sheets, you can do that's that. Very yes. Well. And by the way, unmakers show yourselves. I don't want to bias the poll here, but I just feel like there is the makers are going to be on top of. This, so just make sure if you want to be represented, you have to make sure the only way we're going to know is if you email or don't. Here's the other thing is these are two really successful, interesting, intelligent gentlemen here. One of them makes the bed every morning. One of them doesn't. Whatever camp you're in, you're in good company. So just don't be afraid reminder. to say That's either valid. one. Guys, I think this was a successful episode. Sure. Hard to say. It was. We didn't expect to just talk about making the bed for a half hour, and yet no. here we are. It's no, always the things I you don't expect, it. isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I guess. Sometimes. <laughs> it's sometimes the things you don't expect. It's so true. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Levine.